Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you're here and joining me again this week. If you are new around here to this corner of the internet, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm Susan Vandenhuvel, your host, and I am so honored that you're joining us. So welcome. Have a seat. Pull up to the table. I'm excited to connect with you each and every week. There's a new episode that drops every single Wednesday. Uh, I do some standalone episodes, and I also bring on some really great guests that I know that I not only want to learn something from, but I, I admire, and I believe that they're going to add value to, to the listening community, to you. And so I, I don't just bring on anybody. I, I want to make sure that whoever is coming on is going to encourage you and help equip you and empower you to step into all that God has for you, because that is the mission of this podcast. That's why we're here. That's why I felt like I wanted to create this podcast. Well, it was actually an obedient yes to the Lord. But apart from that, I really have a heart to connect with women in the online space. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises. If you, you know, I'm speaking to those of you that are maybe new around here, you can learn more about me and about my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org. The link is in the show notes. So hop over there and I would love to connect with you over there as well. Drop me a note and connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. But, uh, you know, I'm just excited that people are tuning in, especially we are in the middle of, of a series that I started back a few weeks ago that I titled Women of Faith, this Women of Faith series, where I am pulling out specific women for women from the Old Testament that I really feel like can just help bolster our faith and believe that God can use us in this world, that God can and wants to use our lives to impact the world around us for the kingdom of God. And the introduction to this series is titled The Warfare of Faith. And so I humbly encourage you to 
go back and listen to the introduction. It just really gives the heartbeat to the launch of this series, Women of Faith series. just kind of introduces you to, you know, what I believe the Lord is saying to us in, in this hour that we are living in. And, you know, I mentioned throughout this series that, you know, we're kind of spending uh, some time. We've kind of pulled over and parked in the Old Testament of the Bible. And I know that there are so many other women throughout the Bible. I mean, you know, from Genesis all the way through the, you know, the Old and the New Testament together. And so, I mean, we could just keep going on and on and on and on. But these were the four women that really stood out to me that I felt like the Lord wanted us to kind of do a deep dive and really look at their lives. I think that perhaps maybe in the near future, I will pull some some women from the New Testament to pull over and uh, park uh, and look at their lives, examine their lives and see how God used them. You know, I'm thinking about the woman with the alabaster box. I'm thinking about the woman at the well. I mean, just you know, these incredible women that took a stand and stood their ground and believed, you know what, if the Lord can use anybody, he can use me. And I I just believe that he is saying that to you and to me as well, that, you know what, you just have to, you just have to give me your obedient yes and leave the results up to me. Uh, Live your life for me and leave the results up to me, a surrendered life. I mean, wow, that is so powerful. And we see that in in the lives of every single one of these women that we are looking at in this in this series over these four weeks. This this mini series is just four weeks long, but wow, they they lived their lives. These exploits that we see God doing in their lives. I mean, this was so many years ago, thousands of years ago. And yet here we are, I'm recording this, you know, in 2021, and we're still talking about them. We are still looking at their lives. We are still being encouraged and uplifted and inspired and spurred on in our own faith, in our own lives today. And so, wow, I mean, I want to be like these women. I want to leave a legacy of faith for those in my own sphere of influence. I want to leave a legacy of faith for the next generation, for my daughter, for my grandkids, for for people, for women that are younger than me, that are that are looking up to me, that are that next generation. I want to leave a legacy of faith. And I know that you do too. You are probably raising kids or you're chasing grandkids or you are a mentor to to someone else that has reached out to you and is looking for you to speak into their lives. I, you know, I'm just reminded of, of the Titus 2 woman. Uh, Titus is a short book of the Bible in the New Testament. And the Titus 2 woman is this woman that is living her life out loud. She is living her life in the manner of leaving a legacy of life where she is reaching 
reaching forward to those that are, you know, maybe a little bit farther ahead than than she is, uh, gleaning from them, asking them questions, leaning in, uh, and and just really asking hard questions and believing and asking them to pour into into her life, while at the same time she's reaching back and helping the generation coming up after her. And this Titus II woman, she's reaching forward and she's also reaching back. That's who you and I should be. This woman of faith, reaching forward and reaching back, leaving a legacy of faith that, you know what, we're going to leave it all. We're going to leave it all on the line here. We're going to leave it on on the pavement, the on this lane called the faith lane. That's where you and I have been called to, the faith lane. So I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited about this series. I have really been enjoying recording these episodes. And I, I just believe that that you too are being encouraged, that you are being uplifted and spurred on in your own faith, wherever you are in your faith journey. I just am believing that God is using these messages to encourage you. And so would you do me a favor? Would you also, would you pay this forward as you tune in? I'm giving to you uh, everything that the Lord has given to me. I'm forwarding that on to you. Would you in turn pay it forward to someone else, being that Titus II woman. You know, is there someone in your sphere of influence that needs to hear this message that you know could be encouraged and inspired and spurred on in her faith? Is there someone that you can pay it forward? I just, I'm so grateful to those that are that are sharing these messages, sharing this this podcast uh, and these episodes with other people, women that are taking thirty seconds to leave some stars, uh, maybe maybe not even leaving a review, but but just adding some stars. That is a review, and that is how how algorithms work. Um, that is how women are finding. These episodes, that's how women are finding this podcast, uh, you know, around the world. I, I mean, it's it's like showing up in in places like like India and and Russia and places in in Africa and Australia and across the United States, United Kingdom. I see you. <laughs> I see you. And I'm so grateful that you are here. Uh, I want you to know that I see you and I'm grateful that you are tuning in. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I pray for every single one of my listeners. I may not know your name, I may not know your exact location, but I want you to know that I pray for you. I pray for my listeners. And so that includes you. So know that you are seen, that God is at work in your life, and that you are being prayed for. All right. So this week, we are going to take a look at the next woman in this uh, Women of Faith series. Today, this week, we're going to look at the life of Deborah. Let me tell you. This woman, she was a woman of faith. I uh, am so encouraged as I was looking yet again at her life and and just opening up my Bible and creating, uh, you know, just this message for this week's episode. I I know about Deborah. I've read her story countless times. I've I've you know given messages on on the life of Deborah, but. 
Man, I love that the Word of God is alive. And as I was developing this week's episode, this week's message for this week's episode, I myself was encouraged. And so I believe that there is blessing and anointing and favor upon this week's message. And I know that this will be a word in due season for someone. Her story is found in the book of Judges. Again, that's in the Old Testament, chapters four and five. Uh, and I don't I don't have time to read the entirety of her story, but I do I do encourage you to carve out some time to go to Judges chapter 4 and 5 and really read the details of her story. Uh, It is so encouraging, so encouraging. But back in in her world, um, just to kind of give you uh, just some context here, and it just really, really helps us to better understand what we're reading all of those years ago. And it paints this picture that resonates with you and I today in the world that we are living in. Chapter 21 uh, and verse 25, it says this, There was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Does that sound like the world that we are living in? Everybody's just out doing their own thing. What we once thought as evil are, you know, is now being called right. And there's just so many things going uh, away from a godless society. Uh, we're, we're just living in this godless society where, where the values that we once, or well, not once, but that you and I hold as dear to us, the, the righteousness and, and the godly uh, principles that we believe in, are, it just seems like our society is just really going further and further away from those things. But then there's Deborah, and then there's you, and then there's me. And we, like Deborah, we have a godly character. This woman, Deborah, she exemplifies a woman of godly character. She lived in a world of unrest, yet she didn't allow that to shape her perspective. She's instead seen things through God's eyes. And I have to believe that that took intentionality on her part. And, you know, right there, right out of the gate, that should encourage you and I. If we're going to follow her example, if we're going to begin to glean something from the life of Deborah, it is this, that it is going to require you and I, as we live in this world that is so full of unrest and things are changing at such a such a rapid rate, we are going to have to be intentional to see things in this world, not through our eyes, not not through our own sense and reason, but through heaven's eyes, through God's eyes, because how we see things is really important because if we're looking at the things in this world through our own thought and reason, through our own perspective, man, it's going to be really easy to uh, slip into, you know, discouragement and disappointment and despondency. And so how we look at something determines how we see things, right? And you and I, we need a heavenly perspective. I don't know about you, 
But I need a heavenly perspective. If I'm going to look at things and see things through through heaven's eyes, I need to have some intentionality in my life that says, God, help me to see things the way you see them. Help me to see this situation through your eyes. Help me to know how to pray about these things. God, give me heavenly strategies. God, download your wisdom. Give it, Give me spirit-led insight, spiritual insight, spirit-led revelational insight to know how to pray and see these things through your eyes. In this day of Deborah, in the world that she was living in that was filled with so much unrest, there was a man named Sisera. And he was a commander that was, you know, just, he just was evil. He just was a godless man. Uh, not He did not live as, you know, fear unto the Lord. He actually was just kind of against the people of Israel. And the people of Israel were terrified of this man. They lived in fear of this man. And in that day, in that day, it's really important to understand that women were thought of as lower class. And most definitely, women were not uh, considered as someone that could be in a position of leadership. And having known those things, it just was the culture back then. It begs me to wonder. You know, I tend to, uh, when I read stories of, uh, you know, people in the Bible, I, I like to kind of, you know, just really place myself in the world that they were living in. And, you know, I, I, I love to study the word. I don't just kind of read and, and gloss over things. It makes me, when I, I'm just somebody when I'm studying, I like to ask questions. You know, I wonder about this and I wonder about that. And, and ooh, what about this? And scripture doesn't necessarily tell us about that. But I wonder, and I do that because these people, we can't forget that these people, these incredible men and women of faith, that really just are so encouraging to us that we read about in the Bible. Let us not forget that they were men and women just like you and just like me. And so having known that that women were considered of you know, just this lower class and most definitely not thought of as, as someone that could be in a leadership position, I wonder if this man, Sisera, felt somehow that he maybe had kind of one up on her because you know she she was leading she was leading Israel that i wonder if he somehow had a false sense of of confidence and security because Israel was being led by a woman someone of of lower class and women can't women can't lead and and women can't do these great exploits and and certainly you know Israel is just they're just doomed to defeat. They're just doomed to just being being defeated and and never being raised up to do great exploits themselves because they have a woman as a leader. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He failed to account for Deborah's faith. He failed to take into account this woman, Deborah. Yeah, she was a woman. That was her gender, but she was called, she was appointed and anointed by God. And she had 
faith in her God. You see, you and I, you and I, it's important to remember that our stature, our age, our background, our education does not matter when we know who we are in him. When we first know who he is, that we belong to him and who we are in him. And that is how he leads us. I mean, it's all over but the shouting, ladies. You and I, you and I, it would be, it would behoove us to choose to be a woman who is deeply rooted in our faith in God, to allow those roots to go really deep, to take our roots and allow them to run deep. And let me tell you something, when you and I decide that we are going to be women firmly rooted and established in our God, let me tell you something, that's when we can rise bolstered and emboldened in our faith and take a stand and stand our ground and say, We will advance the kingdom of God in this world. We will be women who rise above our circumstances and impact this world for the kingdom of God. We will be women who take the charge, who rally the people and lead people in our sphere of influence for victory. Amen. So this this woman, Deborah, this woman, Deborah, she was this incredible leader and she gave a command to a commander in the army of Israel. His name was Barak uh, to lead the army to battle against Sisera and his army. Okay, so we kind of we kind of are getting this idea that we have, you know, the army of Israel, we have this other we have this other army led by, you know, this this our uh, this commander named Sisera and the army of Israel is being led by this woman of great faith. Her name was Deborah and under her leadership is this commander named Barak. And she tells him to lead the army of Israel in battle against Sisera. She believes, and in her mind's eye, in her in her eyes of faith. Again, remember, she she intentionally seen things through God's perspective. Okay, not through her own, not through her own sense and reason, but in her faith eye. Okay, in her faith eye, through eyes of faith. She already saw the victory. She already saw the victory. She already seen the children of Israel victorious. She already, it's almost like she was already declaring, it is all over but the shouting. God has already given us the victory, okay? But when she gave the command to her leader, to the to the leading commander in the army under her leadership, Barak, he was afraid. He was afraid to go. He was afraid of Sisera. He was alike. He was like the other people in the army, the people of Israel. He too was afraid of Sisera. And so when he received the, the command, the instructions from his leader, Deborah, he said, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm, I'm afraid, um, but Okay, uh, I I will I will trust that you're hearing from the Lord, and I'll follow your leadership, but on one condition, that you come with me, <laughs> that you come with me. I love that. I love that, and I I love that we see here. We see what 
what God is, is just so famous for. He has such a powerful, steadfast reputation in that God in his faithfulness, as he is so famous for, stepped in to defend his people. This time, the deliverer he chose was a woman named Deborah. And under her leadership, together with this commander, Barak, they took the charge. Of course, Deborah, you know, leading the charge here. I just have to interject here that something that really stands out to me in reading that the two of them went together, that you know what? In this world, in this world where there's this feminist movement, I don't know, I'm going to get on a little soapbox. I'm going to try to not stay on there very long. Hang with me here. You know what? There's this movement, there's this message in the world that that says that men have uh, no longer have a voice that it you know that the future is is female and and men no longer have a voice they don't have a role they they don't have a place they no longer have influence listen i would <laughs> oh man okay so lord help me to not get in trouble listen the future is not just male the future is not just female the future is together the future is together. And I, I love that the Lord allowed us to be able to see that, that Barak wasn't intimidated or threatened by standing and, and engaging in battle and advancing forward shoulder to shoulder with a woman. And neither was Deborah intimidated or comparing herself to a male. Together, they advanced forward. That the future, ladies, the future is together. That it's not just it's not just men, it's not just women. The future is together. You and I standing together in the body of Christ, knowing that that together we we engage in battle. Together we stand shoulder to shoulder with our brothers and our sisters, going together. We are called the body of Christ. And I would also just give a kind of a shameless plug here. You'd have to scroll back, you know, a, a few episodes. But if you want to, you know, kind of gain a little bit more uh, of an understanding of how Jesus viewed women and, you know, just their leadership uh, potential and, and the position that, that Christ has given to us as women, can I uh, encourage you to scroll back and find the episode that I titled, How Jesus Viewed Women? It's really powerful, uh, and and I um, I give a, a just a really balanced teaching in this topic that that it's not just women and it's not just men. It's together. It's together. All right. So uh, I'll get off that soapbox now. Anyway, okay. So Deborah's leadership. Deborah's leadership. Her faith helped bolster others who were filled with doubt and fear. Okay, you know, I, I, I explained that the people of Israel, including the army, uh, they were they were afraid of Sisera. But it was her faith, her faith that helped bolster others 
who were filled with doubt and fear. Her leadership in this way helped those people hear the voice of God. Her faith gave birth to hope, freedom, and peace, but it first started with her obedient yes to rally the people in courage to put their faith in God alone. Don't miss that. That is so important as we look at this woman. Deborah, as we look at her faith, as we look at her leadership, that is so incredible that her faith, her faith gave birth to hope, freedom, and peace, but it first started with her. <laughs> it first started with her. It always starts with, with the individual, right? It starts with us. It first started with her and her obedient yes to rally the people in courage to put their faith in God alone. I wonder today, I wonder today how your faith could work, how your faith could, could bolster the faith in other people, in the people around you. I wonder what your faith could birth in the lives of people around you in your sphere of influence. I wonder, I wonder what your faith could, could birth in the lives of other people. I wonder how God could use your faith to help birth hope and freedom and peace in the lives of other people. I wonder how God could use your faith to help birth courage and steadfastness and strength in the lives of other people. Wow, but it starts with us, right? It starts with us and giving an obedient yes to say, you know what, God, here I am. If you can use me, I will go. I will say what you need me to say. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll stand where you want me to stand. I will rise in the way that you want me to rise. I will go, God. I will understand, Lord, that you have created in me, that you have placed within me a trailblazer spirit, right? There's a trailblazer on the inside of you, and you and I can rise and blaze trails that other people, again, here's this image of the type the Titus 2 woman, that, that the next generation, that our kids, our grandkids, that they can follow and, and they themselves can then blaze trails for others that will follow in their footsteps. In Judges chapter 5, in Judges chapter 5, it's uh, in verse 7, it says, Village life in Israel ceased until I, Deborah, arose, a mother in Israel. I love that. A mother in Israel. The children of Israel had forgotten who they were and the and the power and the strength of their God. But she reminded them as she led them in faith and wisdom and truth. And that's what you and I are called to be in this hour. Man, Throughout this, throughout this uh, series, this short mini-series, this Women of Faith series, we see this in every single one of these women's lives, in their faith, that they 
that they stood in the gap for other people, that they understood that when they rose in their position, that they stood up and that they took a stand and they stood their ground, that it wasn't just about them, that they were that they were seeing the, the lives that were going to be impacted on the other side of their obedient yes. Wow, how can the Lord use you in your sphere of influence to remind people who they are in Christ? who they are, their identity, the thoughts that God thinks about them, about their lives and about their future. How can the Lord use you in your sphere of influence to remind people who is standing with them, who goes before them, who is leading them, who, again, who they are in Christ? Who? How can the Lord use you in your sphere of influence to, to remind them of the power and the strength of their God? How could God use you to inspire other people? How could God use you and I in this hour to rally people and, and just take a bold stand for righteousness and godly values. Man, wow, it's incredible. It's incredible this hour that we are living in. This hour that you and I are living in right now, it is not a mistake. Like I said last week in in that episode, uh, looking at the story of Esther, it is not a mistake that you and I are alive on the planet for such a time as this, that you and I, we could rally people and take a stand for righteousness. We need a movement, an awakening for righteousness and godliness, a holiness in this hour, right? We need that, don't we? We need that, don't we? It's it's just incredible. It's just, man, it just blows my mind to think that these are incredible times that we are living in incredible times that we are living in. To think that these are the times that you and I, these end times that you and I have read about in our Bibles, that that maybe you've even attended Bible studies, or maybe even you've heard your pastor give messages about on Sunday mornings. You've maybe read books about it. You've, you've heard people give teachings on them, and here we are. Wow, here we are. We are living in the days that we've read about. We are living in the days that Jesus foretold about, that the prophets foretold about and told us that these are these are the things to look for. These are the things that you are going to experience. These are the things that are going to unfold. Here we are. Here we are. We don't have to succumb to to being fearful and and intimidated and you know and to be you know shaking in our boots and 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 feeling um, just you know blown over and and just mulled over by by just this godless system that just seems to be running rampant in our world. We don't have to be overcome by those. Because we read about it in the Bible. We don't have to be taken by surprise. We can say, Jesus told us that these are the things that would happen. And we're living in those times right now. And if I'm alive in this time right now, that means that God wants to use me to rise above my circumstances to affect change in this world. Man, it's just, it's incredible. It is incredible. This, this kind of faith, these kinds of exploits that we are reading about in this mini series, it's available to you too. It's available to me. 
to you and to me. Like every woman in this series, the wisdom, the guidance, and the truth that Deborah imparted is found in our Bibles. It's found in our Bibles, ladies. We need to be women of the word. Her strong, courageous leadership was not found in herself. It was found in God. It was found in God. And I don't know about you, but that just, man, that just like relieves and lifts off a lot of pressure that could so easily be placed upon my shoulders that somehow it's up to me. <laughs> Thank God it's not up to me, right? Thank God it's it's not just up to you, right? It's not just up to us. It's found in God. This this strength, this this courageous leadership, right? This emboldened faith to take a stand and rise above our circumstances, it's not found in us. It's found in God. Thank you, Lord, that it's not up to me. Thank you, Lord, that you haven't left us up to ourselves to try to figure this out and try to try to just stir it up on the inside of us, you know, to kind of bear up and you know, head down and just kind of plow through it. No, no, no. That's not what that's not what God has called us to. He's called us to open our Bibles, to allow his word to feed our faith and to bolster our faith and together rise up in the strength and the courage that is found in God through a surrendered life. Don't miss that. I talked about that a lot uh, in last week in looking at the story of Esther, the importance of living a surrendered life, the importance of living a surrendered life. It's so important. He's not looking for perfection. He's not looking for perfect lives. He's looking for surrendered people. He's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for surrendered people, right? That's who he's looking for. What an example these women have left for us. If we allow the Lord through his Holy Spirit to shape us, we can affect change in the world around us. Man, man, you and I, you and I, when we allow the Holy Spirit to shape us, to shape us, and we spend time in the word and we're allowing his word to refine us, to mold us, to shape us, to feed our faith. And we're allowing God to, to just, again, to just refine us. Man, we're unstoppable. We're unstoppable. This movement that we can just rally other people to see this, this, this movement of righteousness and godliness and holiness, just saying that this is who we are. This is what we are about. And this is what we, this is what we are standing for. Come on. Wow. That is so powerful. So I want to leave you with some actionable steps. I've, I've been doing that in this mini series and I want to leave you with these actionable steps to, to help you to continue to go forward in what God is calling you to do. Listen, it is hard to hear God's voice when we're listening more to the voices of confusion, discouragement, condemnation, negativity, disappointment, doubt, and fear. Man, if you and I are going to choose to rise as modern-day Abigails, modern-day Esthers, modern-day Est uh, Debras, modern-day Huldas. I'm going to be looking at her life next week. 
if we're going to rise as modern day Abigails, Esthers, and Deborahs, and Huldas, you and I, we need to hear God's voice and we need to hear it clearly. But that's not going to happen if these other voices in this world are louder and we're giving more attention and more value and and a greater place in our lives than God's voice and his truth. Man, the world is loud. I get it. I'm living in the world too. They're loud and they are clamoring for our attention and they want to distract us. But you and I, like Deborah, like Esther, like Abigail, like Hulda, we need to be intentional to shut those voices out, to push them away so that we can hear clearly the voice of God. Are there things in your schedule that are keeping you from being intentional to position yourself, to posture your heart, to hear from the Lord? Are there things that you need to turn off, maybe in a practical way? Maybe your your home is too filled with mainstream media, right? Maybe, maybe it's too much of social media. I don't know. Uh, in replacement of that, maybe I'm not saying that you need to completely remove it from your life, but maybe there needs to be more worship music than mainstream media. You know, I, I think about I think about the power of worship and worship in and of itself is a warfare. It's warfare. And you and I, as I said in the introduction to to this series in the warfare of faith, you and I, we are in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle. Whether whether or not we understand it, whether or not we want to admit it, we're in it. (laughs) And you and I, we need to we need to be women who, like like we see in this mini-series, we engage. We engage, that we face these giants, that we pick up our swords and we face these giants. And worship is a part of that warfare. I, you know, speaking of speaking of voices, I love what Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, where he refers to himself as one of the I am declarations. There's seven of them, seven I am statements that he declares of himself and who he is. And one of them is he says, I am the good shepherd. He says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Do you know that he wants you to be able to clearly hear his voice? He wants you to clearly understand whose voice you're listening to. It's his heart for you that you clearly hear the voice of the Lord, that you clearly hear what the Spirit is speaking in this hour and over your life. And he goes on to say in John chapter 10 that that my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not listen to. In this hour where there are so many voices wanting to influence us, wanting us to listen to them, wanting us to bow down, wanting us to give uh, higher authority, um, higher, more power to. Man, we need to know that we know that we know this is the voice of the Lord. And there is no other voice that I am going to listen to. God's voice 
I am choosing will trump any other voice in my life, that God's voice will have more power and more authority in my life than any other voice this side of heaven. That is God's heart for you. That is God's heart for you. In Judges chapter 5, verse 12, Deborah says this. I, I just love it. It's This part of the, of the passage is called the Song of Deborah. I love that. Here again, the warfare of worship. Oh, I just love that. Judges chapter 5, verse 12. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake and sing a song. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away. Ladies, this is a call to action. This is a call to action. I say to you today, can we personalize this? And, and can, I, can I just declare it over you and I as women of God, as daughters of the King of King? Awake, awake. Awake, awake. Awake and let's sing a song of warfare. Arise and let's rally the others and lead people in victory. Amen. This is a call to action, a call to action. And I want you to know, I want to speak over you right now that the same Holy Spirit who enabled these people that we are reading about to do great exploits and fulfill God's plans and purposes is at work today in your life. He desires to move upon his people so that they too, you, you and me, can do impossible things. The Lord wants to bring deliverance to his people. Man, think about the people in our lives, in our sphere of influence, in this world, that he wants to bring salvation and freedom and deliverance to, that he is looking for consecrated men and women. See, here, here again, the future is together. The advancement of the kingdom is together. Both our brothers and sisters in Christ, all of us standing shoulder to shoulder, consecrated, um, it, it's kind of a, a big word, consecrated is set apart. Women, um, men who are set apart, that surrendered life, that surrendered woman, that surrendered man, surrendered brothers and sisters who say, Lord, here am I. I am setting myself apart for you. And you, Lord, I believe that you will empower me with your Holy Spirit to do great exploits in this hour that we are living in. I want to leave you with this passage of scripture, Judges chapter 5 and verse 21. I pray this over you. I pray this over you. Oh, my soul, march on in strength. Oh, my soul, march on in strength. This is our marching season. Ladies, this is your marching season. It's my marching season. Let us answer the call of God. Let us answer the call of God that he is issuing in this hour. May our ears be opened to hear the call of God, to hear his voice clearly, to have our eyes wide open, a heightened sensitivity to how the Spirit is leading and what he's saying 
and follow him. Amen. I'm honored to stand shoulder to shoulder with you and together pick up our swords and march in our marching season. I love you. I'm believing in you. I'm believing for you. I'm championing you forward and I'll catch you right back here next week. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.